Welcome to the Point After Show with Kyle Maurer, Marshall Heslaw, and Ian DeWitt. This is the show where the guys attempt to pick the winners of the weekly NFL games along with some healthy debate about current topics. Let's go. Hey. Hey. How you guys doing? Why is it Kyle, then Marshall, then Ian in the intro? I've what stopped. Is that it's because you guys were making fun of me that I would always be like, Oh, hey. And so I refuse to be the He's no, talking I mean, about the like sounder. A, in the recorded bumper that Adam did. Let's start this over. Why is it? Why is it? Oh. Dang it, I hit the wrong button. Kyle Maurer, Marshall Hessel, and Ian oh. Dwayne. What orders? What, what is that? What, what does that order come from? Well, first is the worst, second is the best, third, ain't nobody ever care. Oh, maybe. Oh, is it like uh, historical win totals for our pick? Wow. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Our question of the week is... <laughs> it's not age. Two things. We're coming up on Halloween, so I have a couple questions. Who would you most want to go trick-or-treating with in the NFL? And what's your favorite trick-or-treat candy? I did not say what's your favorite candy, because those are totally different questions. Okay. We did this question a couple of years ago. But w- not trick-or-treat. I went with Gardner Minshew. It's about my favorite. And uh, I still think that that would be a great I choice. Care. I don't care. At this oh, point, who the heck would be? He's still going. What are you talking about? I'm definitely going with uh, Jason Kelsey. He would get me right to the front of the line Ooh. as quick as possible with Jason the, the, Kelsey. the push. Mm. Yeah, Jason. I love the idea of the brotherly shove right yep. up to the trick-or-treat line. Okay. Yep. And, and I think um, my favorite trick-or-treat candy, specifically trick-or-treat candy, like, if I went and raided somebody's trick-or-treat candy, and I'm like, this is my first overall draft pick, it's the Kit Kats. They're the perfect size. You know, okay. They They're are the good. perfect size. They are very good. They are very good. But the, a close second, I think, I'm not much of a Reese's person, but Reese's is, I mean, it's Especially a very good size. it's like a singular cup. <clears throat> Correct. It's pretty good. It's no, no, not the cup. A Cooper. Not the cup. <laughs> not like the gold wrapper. I'm talking about, like, oh, the, the pumpkin. Reese's pumpkins. Pumpkins. Those are... Whew. Ooh, now what's better? The OG cup, the pumpkin, or the Christmas tree, or the Easter egg. The egg. I'm going to egg. I'm going to egg. I love a good egg. The yeah. egg is The Milky Way used to be in an egg. Yeah. Do Did it. you know that? Now it doesn't. My, my go-to snack right now is like the Reese's covered pretzels. Mm. They are, those are fantastic. So good. Respect. I'm going to go with my new... Uh, trick-or-treating buddy Bryce Young because I could put a costume <laughs> on him and pretend he's my kid. Totally. Double Remember, the candy. <laughs> he's so tiny. Yeah, yeah. Double the candy. Right. Is he going to hold up, you think? <laughs> I don't did you see they put Andy Dalton in to do a quarterback sneak for him? <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> it yes, didn't. Right. Did he? They got they it. Got it. Thing, oh, but... for sure they got it. Yeah. Red Rifle. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> do you think he'd dress he's up as done. a Red Rifle? <laughs> I'd love that. Bryce Young? Ah, oh, that would just be too much. Is there a line you you'd want to go trick or treating with Ian? Oh, MCDC. Wow. Well done. Other, okay, so Clearly. other than MCDC, I'm going. I, you know what? What would I not want to do with him? For goodness' gosh. I'd Maybe, what go, about going to a theater production? I, would I you think, want to go with him? Of course, I'll okay. do anything he'll do. Anything. <laughs> He's gonna be sitting next to you in you the theater. You want to go skydiving? Chomping on his Rocky chew, just like. It's a good play. play. (laughs) (laughs) All I think about is you guys. I would go with, I think, my new favorite tight end, Sam Laporta. Ah, Sam Laporta. Same amount of touchdowns as Kyle Pitts, and Laporta's only played five games. Laporta is... Did you guys see the side-by-side comparison between the Laporta TD and the the Kittle TD? 
No. No. The triple laterals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. It's the exact exact play. same play. It's the exact same play. Oh wow. The the Niners stole it from the Lions. I'm pretty sure. Really. I don't know, but like the Lions time traveled and then the Lions legitimately did it first. Oh. And then they did it, and I thought that was hilarious. But there it's is like a cool. really cool side by side comparison of the play. It, it's almost the play legit looked like hot potato. For those yeah. of you that don't know, it was like really kind of like a double. It was like a reverse back to the quarterback throwing it downfield. Oh right, right, right. you know, kind of yeah. one of those plays. So pretty cool. Let's yeah. move on to our biggest news. We're gonna do I a little bit to of say my favorite. Candy. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Twix. Okay. Left or right. <laughs> Ooh, see, that's why I like it. Because now you can get the left, it'll say left or right Twix. So what are you? Oh, I'm left. That's not the right answer. <laughs> Let's move on to biggest news, guys. We got a little round robin of some topics and around Raven, if you will. Pick wow. your favorite. Pick Speaking your favorite. Speaking of Ravens, how about you how about I start us off talking about the Ravens? I am beyond disappointed in the Ravens. But truthfully, um, I don't know if you guys watched this whole game, but I was glued to it. And there was a play where T.J. Watt legitimately just punched Zay Flowers <laughs> in the chest. Wow. Like, he was aiming for the ball, missed the ball, and just hits him in the chest. Um, so, ouch, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Second Ooh. of all, I mean, both, really. Right. Like, like, your yeah. fist can't really feel good after hitting an NFL player, but also right. his fist probably hurts yeah. um, other people. Um, the wide receivers let them down. They had two oh, wide open, I mean, Bad. wide open they touchdowns. Were, like, your two-year-old daughter could have caught them mm-hmm. and walked in. I mean, it was it was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then following those were two interceptions. So it's like, Badly those are not... late in the game. Those are 28-point swings because each of those interceptions ended up becoming up points in touchdowns for the Steelers. That, that felt like a game because there was a compilation of all the drop pass. There was eight catchable drop passes. This by was not receivers. on Lamar. No, it wasn't. And you kind of get to that point where after that, and he, I think he, he turned it over twice. Sure. He did. sure. But it, he it was did. at a point where you could almost be like, he's probably just frustrated at that point, and he's not <laughs> focused. Well, did you tough. see the Joey Porter tough. Jr. interception in the end zone? He was covering Odell, and he turned oh, to him and yeah. said, you need to go home and be a family man. <laughs> like, yes. That is some grade A oh, shit talking of NFL players. Like, that's that is elite to say you need to step out of the leave and go be a father. Yeah. Like <laughs> drop the mic and walk out, buddy. That's super good. That's, that's super good. I mean, OBJ is definitely past his prime. For sure. You but, still watch that game and, and know which team was able to move the ball, which team had has a lot going for them. I like the Ravens had But George way Pickens more yards. was like, I don't know how this guy was un, unguardable. Like all throughout the field, he's just toe dragging. It, it was crazy. You knew it's going to him. There was and a, they didn't care. <laughs> I think it was the TD that maybe got them the W, but they had a yeah. camera on the OC, uh, Canada. Yes, yeah. Matt Canada. Yep. Yeah. Matt Canada. And they changed the play call at the line. They said if he's single coverage, they're going to 14. And Pickens. so they, they switched the play call, the play called, and you could hear him like, say, oh, Randy, Randy. And he throws it. It's a touchdown, right? And they have the camera on Matt Canada, and he's in there, and he just looks pissed. <laughs> Because it's just like, fuckers, just like, that's not my play. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He is. When you have an entire stadium chant for you to be fired, and it was not just like a little chant. I mean, that stadium totally. was I'm sorry. loud. I am sorry. He has been bad. 
yeah. has been a bad OC for that team. Yeah, it, it, but I think this is one of those games where if you didn't watch the game, you could class the classic box score, and you could say Lamar screwed him out of this game. It looks like yeah, not the case. Next biggest news, guys. Uh, I'll go. I'm going to take which is the worst team. There's three here. Oh boy. Each of us have to pick one. We'll say it on the count of three after you list them. Patriots, Broncos, or Raiders? Count of three. Say the team you think is the worst. Mm. One, two, three. Patriots. Patriots. Oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. So, this actually really was Whoa. like, this is, in modern football, I've never seen the Patriots this bad. Yeah. I've never seen it. Three points in the last two games have been outscored. But, 69 to 3, yep. right? So last week the Patriots hand, were handed a 38 to 3 loss, a point deficit of 35 points. Right. That was the biggest point deficit ever for Bill Belichick. Follow that up with the second biggest 34 to 0 this week against the Saints. Against the Saints. To 0. It's awful. It's, the, it's Quite that possibly is, the most inept offense in the league at this time. Not even it's the whole freaking team. That's defense too. That's everybody. That's and you would have thought, oh, their offense can't be any worse than the Patricia offense of last year. But somehow <laughs> the memes of Patricia looking at the offensive uh, scheme of the Patriots right now is actually really funny. It's insane to think that the Patriots offense was better last year. This is the first time they've ever been shut out the ever two- since. Bill Belichick has been a coach. The two worst teams. Unbelievable. The two worst teams in the NFL, I I would argue, and I don't think it's very difficult, Patriots-Broncos are coached by two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Or quarterbacks. Coaches. Coaches. (laughs) And at least with Sean Payton, you're watching this unfold with him, and you got to be thinking, man, you are tarnishing your reputation, dude. I think you could say the same about Bill That's Belichick. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He's been I under really... 500 since Brady left. Uh, Matt, I mean, he sunk his teeth into Mac Jones. and So I sent you guys a picture earlier. I don't, You guys didn't really yeah. respond, but I, and I, I'm, it's fine because... Bedtime it, was chaos tonight. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's same. fine, but it was... I looked at this and I, I was just like, wow, that really kind of put it in perspective mm-hmm. that Bill Belichick has only two seasons above 500 without Brady. Well, quantify this because he has actually coached more seasons than I remembered. So he was at Cleveland right, for a hot minute there. As the head coach? I believe he was the head coach. I believe that was his first head coaching stint. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Right. Well, that was the Browns. That was the Browns. Sir, you could say that was the Browns. And then he goes <laughs> to the Patriots, and then he, you know, they his first year there, they weren't very good. Yeah, they have 70 years of... Uh, it's just... I, I Winning seasons. It's, it's hard to know, especially you don't win six Super Bowl rings, and go to nine Super Bowls because you're a shit coach. Yeah, he, like, he's not inept, but this is definitely tarnishing. Right. Like it, what was reputably known as he's the greatest coach of all time. When people when they sign people, what does he know we don't know? When he gets the best out of people that were on other teams struggling, how is he getting the best out of them? Mm. He's cutting that person. There must be something wrong with right, him that the rest right. of us. There was just this mm. ambiance and kind of – taboo about how great he was. And yeah. I, I think that this... And he put together good 
teams on both sides of the ball right. very consistently. His, right. Like, his and defense so, was a calling totally. card. Oh, it wasn't yeah, the Brady offense that uh, was really the signature yeah. component. It's just, I he will definitely still be a first bat Hall of Fame co- like coach. There's no doubt about that. But you got to be looking at this. And it, it just puts that little thought in your mind of like, how much of that was maybe more Brady than we actually thought? Like, how much of that was... Right. Like, it just... Even if it's not true, yeah. it's just that he is opening this door to, like, question whether or not he is actually as great as maybe we yeah. once thought. It raises a lot of questions. Because... I, I do wonder at times about how the game continues to evolve and he is, uh, like, the second oldest coach in the NFL. And Right. I mean, I, how effective are a lot of these old coaches? How long can he like, grumble at the line? I'm actually How glad... long can he continue to enforce these rules? Like, you, dro- you fumbled the ball, you don't get to play, even right. though you're our most explosive player. I'm actually glad you said that, though, because the other... the oldest That's old head, school stuff. The oldest coach, I would argue even though he's only got one Super Bowl to his name, is more impressive to me right now. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. because he was he was handed a throwaway in a quarterback, and he's turned him into a top five, maybe, arguably, by stat night-wise, mm. but top ten quarterback for sure. I said top five just to please Kyle. <laughs> but at least and he's playing te- at least a competitive a team. A competitive team, yes. right, that they made and the playoffs. he smiles. He does smile, and you choose that the shit out of that gum. <laughs> oh man, Pete Carroll, amazing! But it's just kind of like right. you watch these coaches who have garnered a reputation of being very elite coaches, yep. and in two of them, we're watching Bill Belichick and Sean Payton really tarnish that. Yep. And I and I say Sean Payton more so because I think his pedigree is less impressive. And now is I'm, that a lower rank? Than, I mean. Belichick is up so high that, like, tarnishing means, like, okay, then he definitely is the second best. Yeah. Right. So, Kyle, you got a biggest news for us? (laughs) Okay, the Niners look incredible. It's unquestionable. We're going to talk more about the Niners. The Niners dominated the Cowboys, and it was fascinating to me this week. I'm just going to abscond this news to to do a a, a rant uh, of sorts. Uh, very, Very brief. Week one is a lie. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's that's the point that I make. Very very consistently, I see this at the at the beginning of the season. Um, whatever takeaways we have from week one uh, are, are, are consistently <laughs> are consistently totally invalid. Uh, and I just started making like this long list that just get longer and longer. And I eventually stopped of all the things uh, like the Chiefs. They lose their home they, their home opener, and then they go on a four four game win streak after that. Week one's a lie. The Steelers they got totally oh. wrecked in their first game, and it looked like all the hype was for nothing. And now they're leading their division, which is a good division. The Cowboys looked invincible in their game, 40 to nothing against a, a former playoff team. And now they've dropped a couple <laughs> terrible losses, and they look like they're not that special after all. Week one is a total How'd the lie. Jags do week one? The Pats looked like they were going to be very competitive because they hung with the Eagles in the uh, it, like all the way to the end, a four-point game. And it looked like the Patriots might have something here, and they've been lousy ever since. Uh, the Seahawks got trounced by the Rams in a total blowout in game one, but they've been on a three-game winning streak ever since. Uh, the Raiders beat the Broncos by a point in the, <laughs> the first game. <laughs> they haven't won since. Uh, the Commanders looked pretty competent in the beginning, but now they're on a three-game losing streak. Um, on and on and on. Uh, throughout Across the league, there are a lot of uh, takes from week one 
So are. next year we just need to disregard all things from week one. Week one is just <laughs> is is like preseason part two. Okay. Don't trust any takes. I hear from it. Week one. It's a total lie. I like that as I, a study. Yeah, I would say it's probably not till week seven or eight that I feel like you really know a team. You really well, know what we definitely know about San Fran. I kind of do want to hold off because oh, we're yeah. going to have the commission report coming up soon uh, where he talks about um, the 49ers. So uh, I think one of the last things I want to just say is the Dolphins are fast. That's it. That's all I want to say. We'll talk more about that later. The, <laughs> the only thing I – if I love the Lions, of course, big team, but – Huge. If there was another team that I would love to watch – I would love a Super Bowl of the Dolphins lines. I would freaking love those that. are two styles that I don't know how they would match up. I don't either, it's, but it's I pretty love... similar to like Notre Dame's playing USC this weekend. Like Notre Dame just wants to run the ball, uh, maybe do play action crossers across the field, and then USC just wants to go in shotgun and do all these like gadget plays. And yeah, it'd be that'd be a fun they fun are, Super Bowl to watch. They're just fun teams with great. Very likable coaches and good coordinators for you know strategy yeah. wise. Like I think that'd be a fun one. That's a good shout by you. Love it. I I've been really enjoying the Dolphins. I mean, they're just like a highlight reel every game, other than against the Bills. But you know, and that actually kind of leads to the question: Bills. There was a lot of injuries for them. Yeah, and they kind of talked about the turf turf question mark because they. Kind of said it was like cement over there. The Bills almost got their shit kicked in. That was almost a blowout. Yeah. Like, legit. Mm-hmm. So, I I think... Bills are hot and cold. Yeah. They're so... That's why last such... week I'm like, I don't... I just don't know if I trust the Bills. Yeah, I just don't. They're weird. I don't get them. They can be the hottest team in the league where you're just like, oh my gosh, they're so good. They look untouchable. And the next they lose. And you're like... You guys look terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they sink and swim with Josh Allen, and it's just interesting. And that's by just, the way, that's like you're—it's like you're just talking about the Ravens to me. That's the same same way. Like a really strong team that should be very consistent, but has dud games all too often. The yeah. Ravens, I think like you can give a little bit more. Right now, I think you can give the Ravens a little bit more leeway because they're in a new system and they have a relatively undeveloped wide receiver core still. It's not the greatest, I don't think, out there. Right. So I could give the Ravens a little bit more slack. You know how many years I've been hearing Rashad Bateman, if healthy, could be a great wide receiver for the Ravens? I feel like he's been there since 93. Yeah. Like, I, just just go yeah. get a Stephon Diggs for all for Pete's sake and compete. And f- Go get Mike Evans. Drops, drops yeah. are, those drops were pretty fluky. It's Someone not even work. just that the drop, they were drop, they were drops for touchdowns. They were drops for walking touchdowns. They so. were bad. Some of those were bad drops. But I think Jacksonville should look into moving to London. I just saw an interview with Tony Roger Khan, Goodell oh. that talked about what it would look like to have a team over there. Gosh, you talk about unfair advantage for home field. Yeah. That'd be I mean, nuts. Because just your home your home field advantage is just specifically you're going to come over here and you're going to be jet lagged. Yeah. I don't see they, it happening. They until talked they're about ready to open a division. Right. So you would have team. to do four division team over in Europe. And then if you have to play over there, you're over there 
for like or a two month. weeks yeah, or right. something. There'd be some scheduling adjustment. There would be, it, it would, would be, be complicated. Weird. It's not going to happen. It's possible, but it would add a big wrench. I don't to the think thing. it's going to happen anytime soon. I would not be surprised. I, I do feel we are on a trajectory for it, though. I like it. Um, our next segment is going to be about questions, hot takes from our listeners. And the first one comes from our one and only Kamish. I would definitely agree with that last statement. I think the thing that's different about the 49ers right now that's scary, they're scoring in in ways that aren't predictable other than McCaffrey. McCaffrey's had a touchdown for the last 14 games he's played in, um, and they're scoring with everybody. They're scoring three touchdowns to Ayuk, three to Kittle, uh, a couple to Debo, a couple to McCaffrey, and it's not being a game-managed game that's scary like purdy isn't being a game manager he's making he's throwing people open like it's it's scary it's one of those things where initially you look at the team and it's really easy to say like oh you know maybe maybe brock's just lucky because he's in a really freaking good situation which he is but But he's taking advantage of the situation that he's in and he's still making the plays there are quarterbacks that you could put in that same situation. Sam I, Darnold. Right. I was just going to say, you could put Sam Darnold there. You could put the Red Rifle there. I do not think you would have the same result. Because Jimmy G was there, and Jimmy G was good, and the team was good, but you never felt like Jimmy G was going to be able to to get you that, that one last drive in the pressure counts. And I actually, the more I watch Purdy play, the more I'm like, this kid's... Serious, I think they might have a Tom Brady's like potential over there. When you have a quarterback that's cheap like this, you can afford to spend around. So oh, yeah, that's kind of one of those things where we're gonna, I mean, do it while you can. They are ain't gonna be like that forever. They are a very dangerous team. They are. I I would agree. I think they're the best team in football, and I don't even think it's close. And I think the commission had a great point about this is one of the first years where you, you don't close your eyes at every throw. Yeah, like. Let's not forget 
He is one. They are one quarterback being injured and losing the ability to move his arm away from potentially <laughs> being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that I think, is a good point by you, Commissioner. We appreciate you reaching out about the 49ers. Our next question comes from Dan Brooks. Thanks for the job, Dan, my principal. How many points can and will the Dolphins score against Carolina? Their offense looks impressive. Is it the best right now, or do you like a different one? I think it's I mean, not even a question. Their offense is the number one. Their offense is fast. Yeah. I mean, they're a track race out there. I mean, when they're joking amongst themselves, who's the fastest? And that the they team? said that they have a faster player on their practice squad. Did you know that? Tyreek Hill was interviewed and said, oh, yeah, we have a white guy in our practice squad faster than both of us. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's like, now it's like their identity of like, oh, is yeah. speed. And I think like yeah. in a game, I have a feeling they're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be faster than you today. Well, gonna, you know when they <laughs> score touchdowns, there's like, A-Chain is like trying to catch up to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I mean, even as a, as a chief, there were times where people were, uh, catching the ball, going 60 yards, and Tyreek Hill is sprinting past them to the end zone. Like, that's a, that's just kind of what they are. That is an identity. Yeah. And A-Chain, holy shit, that dude. <laughs> He's got a knee injury, allegedly, right now that they're looking into. But, I mean, that dude hit 22 miles an hour. He is fast. That's crazy. Ooh. He is special. He's Ooh. a special kind of running back. And to think that they were going to try and trade for Jonathan Taylor, who... Could barely get six carries for the Colts yesterday. Well, there's a, I mean, so he's been gone for a while. Kind of catching up to game speed, kind of thing. Yeah, and Moss has been doing pretty well for them. I think they probably Uh, knew. Not pretty. He played great yesterday. Bummer about Richardson. Yeah, that dude is. Did they have a report on his injury? He left the game with a shoulder injury. It was like a sprain on his shoulder joint. You guys know that uh, according to Next Gen Stats, nine of the top twenty. Fastest ball carrier plays this season were Dolphins. That doesn't surprise Tyree me. Tyreek Hill and A-Chain for all, all of them? Uh, well, Jalen Waddle was one of them. Okay. I was going to say Waddle's pretty fast, too. Yeah. yeah. Th- they're it's, a scary it's team. all Miami. <laughs> How many? Okay, let's say for the sake of discussion, tomorrow or next week they play Carolina. How many points are they putting up? Just, we'll look back at this next week. I'm 34. Going okay. I'm going to say they might. They're. I think they're going to be in the 40s. I'm saying 50. Nice. I don't think 70. Okay. 70 okay. was like a special circumstance. There was a lot of turnovers that need to go right there. And they were playing the Broncos. Right. The Broncos were terrible. Panthers aren't much better, but. We we talked earlier about this. Uh, not really a question, more of a take from Eric Chinanzu, a.k.a. G. Andy Reid, greater than sign. Love this Belichick. take, and I'm in. Bill I actually, in. I, I think I am too. Because we were just talking about Bill and how he might be tarnishing his name. Andy Reid. Can I ask a question before you get started on it? Just I really want to ask because you guys are older than me. Was the rhetoric about Andy Reid before he won a Super Bowl that he can't win the big games? Was that common for him? That because I heard that earlier today, and I thought maybe this is just before my time. I remember him because he got to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Yeah, To had a broken leg, hundred yards, ten catches, and a TD. But they had Donovan. Donovan was like a big shot back then. Totally, he was great. The Afro. I, Campbell's chicken noodle soup with his mother. I do. I mean, that was a big reason they let him go, though, is because he couldn't finish. It was okay. like what the Bucks did with Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Like you can do so much, but you just can't get us through the hump. Like you just you're not like what we need. Which I mean, ironically enough, worked out for 
for Tampa. It resembles, but, uh, I think, the McCarthy arc as well, uh, a little bit in a sense that um, <clears throat> consistent high-performing teams and then like a weak season and then a bad season and you're out. Um, but he, I mean, Andy Reid, I just, he is like an offensive guru. I mean, yeah. you have so many coaches who are coming off of his his branches. The, the are we starting to see the lack of not having Eric Bieniemy impacting their team though? Right now, they don't look like an offensive similar. Let me let me uh, yeah, maybe 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 they also Bieniemy's have, been there a long time. I know that, and that that is a good that is a good thing to bring up. But he's also Thank at you. Washington, and Washington's been kind. Of, well, actually, their offense is actually not too bad. Yeah, they're, they're but I mean, it's right different right. doing an offense with Mahomes and with Sam Howell. Defense right. is hard to sustain, even with a consistent um, defensive coordinator, and, which I'll talk about later. And the Chiefs' wide receiver group. I mean, not what it was. Not. It's just not the same. It's they Kelsey and company. Yeah, I mean, they just don't have anyone to throw to. The case for Reed is, I think, uh, multifaceted. But relative to Bill Belichick, I love multi. We've got uh, we've got a couple of different teams. Okay, so Belichick is mostly overwhelmingly just the Patriots. His early head coaching tenure was with the Browns for not a very long period of time, poor and sample not. size, and his beginning time as a head coach. And it's the Cleveland Browns. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, a cursed franchise. Um, so for all intents and purposes, Belichick's career is the Patriots. Andy Reid has had a had a long tenure leading the Eagles, consistently successful, overwhelmingly more successful than not uh, with very notable success. No, no Super Bowl trophies admitted, but generally very good time there uh, for uh, let's see from 99 through 2012, 13 years with the Eagles. And then came to a different team, the Kansas city chiefs and has been, did a great job with Alex Smith and has he been, did got Alex the Smith, most out of him than any coach I had. So from 2013 to now 2023, 10 years coaching the Chiefs. He's been very consistently successful. So we're talking about a long span with two totally different franchises, consistently successful with both. Several different quarterbacks successful with all of them. Generally successful with all of them. He even was great with Jeff Garcia. Right. I do remember that. (laughs) Right, right. Generally, no matter who's a quarterback, and, you know, a, a single digit, like less than five really consistent starters we're talking about is like not a huge sample size, but... It's still enough for this conversation to be legitimate. And another one, let's talk coaching tree. Let's talk about your protégés going on. Oh, yeah. Belichick does not. Belichick for all those people trees. that let Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, tw- Bel- Matt 20, Patricia. 20 Romeo of, Cornell. Of, of Belichick's former uh, assistant coaches have become NFL or NCAA head coaches. And I'm, I'm looking at this list. It's like Brian Flores maybe is the most successful of the bunch. Uh, I mean, if, if Nick Saban, of course, is if you, if you count uh, the college, but um, what do we got here? Joe Judge, Brian Dayball, uh, Matt Patricia, <laughs> Jim Schwartz, Josh McDaniels. Like, this is not a, a list of heavy hitters. And if you go to Andy Reid, that is a very different let's hear, list. Let's hear some of that list besides B enemy. A- Andy Reid's coaching tree is... Uh, Actually impressive. Let's go down to the list, which I just had in front of me. I think okay. I think that there are pretty... 11, 11 of Reed's coaching okay, let's have become some. head coaches. We got Brad Childress, John Harbaugh, oh. Steve Spagnola, who's <laughs> now back with him yeah. uh, as, as, a D, as the DC, Leslie Frazier, uh, Ron Rivera, 
Pat Riverboat Schirmer, Run, Todd Bowles, a current head coach, Doug Peterson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, head coach for right now Washington. Sean McDermott. Uh, I did not know that. Matt one. Nagy and David Colley. Oh, uh, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. <laughs> so there's definitely def- some there's some better, duds in there, but some the ratio like that's like close to half have had notable success. Have yeah. generally been accepted as like a, a reasonably good catch. So coaching tree, the diversity of his experience, he's got a little bit less in terms of seasons and, and total wins and win percentage than Belichick, but. If you look at these other factors, I think a strong case in his favor. Right, can be you right. don't you don't have to sell me. I especially after the last several years of watching the Patriots just be absolutely terrible, uh, I could easily get behind Andy Reid. Yeah, easily. Are we being prisoner of the moment? Just yes or no? I don't think so. I'm looking at the span of their careers, okay. and yeah. I'm like, that's I, worth. I, it's just worth asking. Yeah. Our, our next question and last question comes from Eric Giannunzio as well. It is Dak Prescott and the Bills are exactly who they thought they were. <laughs> it makes it hey sound now. like they're on the same team. Uh, <laughs> tricks, not treats. Uh, I'm going to give you the stats for Dak Prescott, and then I'm going to give you a stats of a blind quarterback. You don't know who they are, and I'm going to let you guess. Okay. So Dak Prescott has 1,061 yards passing, five TDs, and four interceptions. Pretty terrible, right? That's through four ga- or five games? Five. Five games. Another quarterback through five games has 1,073 yards passing, so 12 more, only four touchdowns, and only three interceptions. Who do you think that is? I don't know. Josh Dobbs. Josh Allen. Since we're comparing. Desmond Ritter. (laughs) Very comparable stats right now between the two of them. Yeah. And uh, two of those touchdowns that Dak has for passing were in absolute garbage time, either being blown out or blowing somebody out. Dak's getting mccarthy this is you, just the same thing that McCarthy did in the I've, Packers. I've watched. He takes over the offense and it becomes trash. Yeah, you. I if you actually watch the Cowboys play on offense, they're not. It's not actually not very good. McCarthy left. Lafleur came in, and the if Packers' he, offense started to click. It started. He was Rogers winning MVP as again. They're winning the NFC again uh, as soon as McCarthy's gone and they get Lafleur. McCarthy was. His, I mean, his offensive strategies. Uh, so, do you years think if they got rid of him compelling. and the new coach comes in, look out, cows are for real? It, that entirely depends on who you replace him with. Entirely, just entirely. trying to get him like, to stay you, in the end. You can get a, you, you bring in a good coach. You bring in an actually competent coach, and who, with none of this goofy, goofy Texas coast offense, which is <laughs> total bananas. That was, I couldn't believe that was a term that was being used on like TV. This is nonsense. Okay. First of all, it's a West Coast offense, and yours is not any different. And second of all, Houston is actually the Texas team that's on the coast. And third of all, that's just dumb. Okay. Your offense Respe- is And third of, of all, the dumb. Your, your, I like Your that. offense is, is poop right now, and so you don't get to f- name it. They've been overinflated. <laughs> totally. Their hype we been, get to name it. <laughs> they've been overinflated because their defense has been godly. In terms of scoring defense, yeah. Right. But obviously, they lost. Didn't they lose Diggs? Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, he's gone Trayvon for the year. Diggs, oh. and they're but we like, also talked about how he isn't. Is he really the great quarterback? But they is have he? plummeted since his loss. Mm-hmm. Like, their defense has been significantly worse, which is kind of interesting. I know. It's crazy. I have two things I want to talk about before we get to our weekly segment. Um, I just want to hit on this. I know we've talked a lot about it, but the – the push play by the Eagles. There's a lot of talk about it being outlawed. It's been kind of 
the talk of games, especially if you watch the Eagles. That's just what they talk about. Right. Uh, I, I got this tweet from Warren Sharp that I just want to read with you guys. It's pretty comical. If the Eagles' push play gets outlawed because the Giants attempted to copy it, and instead of it working, they injured multiple of their own <laughs> linemen and a tight end, well, then that would be a brand of 4D chess from the Giants that none of us saw coming. <laughs> <laughs> then I have this last thing. We talked about how terrible the Broncos were. Nobody, none of us picked them as the worst, but I just want to hit this real quick, okay? From uh, Brandon Perna on Twitter, or X, sorry. Five weeks into the season, Denver has lost to their former head coach, Josh McDaniels, their former defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, their former... Head coach, Vic Fangio, (laughs) their former ball boy, Mike McDaniel, and their former head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Is that crazy? Everybody's going to the Chiefs here. Is the whole NFL on a revenge tour against the Broncos? Fangs. Oh. Yeah. He was one of their head coaches. (laughs) So just kind of crazy to to think about those connections. But I wanted to talk about that before we moved on to our last, or our weekly segments. Kind of have a round robin of... Each of us having a segment that we talk about. Mine is going to be about award time. I'm just going to be quick with this. I got to cool. be quick. I got to read it really quick. This week award, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Got to get all those rings, which will go to the Miami Dolphins. Two of their, I mean, three of their players have nine of the fastest plays. That's all I need to say. They're fast. Thanks. Bye. Wow, what a great segment. That was so Thanks. fast. Thanks. <laughs> Kyle, that. how about you give us something moderately interesting? Moderately interesting. You can slow it down now. Moderately interesting with Kyle Mauer. All right. I'm going to talk to you guys about spreadsheet data. I don't, love... Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. It's bathroom don't break. <laughs> he's done with his segment. I worked too hard he on this He does this, this thing where he finishes his seggy, and then he's got to go take a piss. I yeah. did have to take a piss, but I also don't know. All right. I worked hard on I'll this. I'll hold today. it. I'll hold so it. I made a spreadsheet, and I was crunching numbers. I was doing some calculations. That's some hunches that I had. So uh, a question was raised in the conversation I was involved in or listening to or something about the volatility of offenses and defenses over the years and and what sustains more consistently with regard to your general ranking uh in term like for offense or defense so the question is um what uh which tends to change more year over year offense or defense so uh, imagine, can we guess real quick yeah i'll i'll I'll, say, I'll i'll let you guess what now 55th. The question is, which is a safer bet? Uh, so imagine you tune into the NFL one season, and then you uh, take a year or two off and don't pay any attention to anything that transpires. And you come back in and you wanted to place some bets. But all you can remember is what happened a couple of years ago. Now, you look at some matchups and you can remember who ranked where offensively versus defensively. Now, which is the safer bet? To bet on an offense that you thought that you remember was good, or to bet on a defense that you remember was good, like which is more likely statistically to still be close? That's interesting because my immediate reaction would have been defense. I'm going defense just based on our conversation about Carolina Panthers. Remember, I joked about how their defense have traveled over the last three years. That that was my initial thinking. So, but then I think okay. Okay, but a lot more money is spent on keeping offensive pieces. So quarterbacks, by and large, 
will be in a stint at a specific team, and so will receivers and running backs. Right. So I could also see the uh, the case for an offense, but I feel like it's cheaper to keep defensive guys around. And those, I'm going to say, <laughs> You're just talking yourself. I it. talk. All right. I'm going to say offense. I'll say offense is going to so be. So you think offense is a safer bet, more likely to be similar? God, no, I don't know if I do. But, and, and Marshall, you But think, I'm going to say offense because he's saying defense. I'm going defense. I think defense is travel. And I think they travel over time. Okay. I'm gonna, I'll stick with offense just for the sake of parity here. Okay. The reality is it's actually close, but. Offense is more consistent. Changes less. Defense changes Never doubted more. It. Never Defense doubted changes more year to year on average. And believe me, this data was hard to calculate. It took some time. And I just want you to know and appreciate the time and effort that I put into this <laughs> pod. Because I made a very fancy spreadsheet that has a lot of tidbits. Enough that I'm actually going to refer back to the spreadsheet in my next season. I mean, next week. Um, but I went back to 2010 calculated all the numbers, all of their defensive offensive rankings uh, through the years and looked at how much they changed every season to season, what that absolute number is. You know, you go from number one to number four, that's a a three-spot difference. Um, And uh, of note, I'll mention just a few that jumped out. The biggest changes since 2010. Uh, Three defenses changed... 28 spots in one season. That, that happened three times since 2010. Um, the 22 Jets are the most recent. They Bart went, Scott, can't wait. They went from 32, dead last in defense, to number four. Wow. So in 2021, they were the worst defense in the NFL. And in 2022, they were number four. Wow. That's an, an amazing leap. Yeah. In 2016... The Giants pulled off that feat and went from 30 to number two in defensive rankings in one season. Oh. And then uh, in 2018, the Texans jumped from 32 to four as well over the course of one season. Now, offense, nobody ever did a 28 spot over one season, but a 27 spot jump was made by the Cowboys, who went uh, over a span, an interesting span from 2013 to 2016. They were the number five offense, then the number five offense, then the number 31 offense, and then the number five offense again. I have a feeling that there had to be like an injury there. In 2015, something happened because four four straight years they were, with that one exception, Now I'm curious what happened. Was Romo, no, Romo was done by then, wasn't he? I can't remember. 2015? What was it? I can't remember when his last season was. I'm not sure. But yeah, it would, yeah. that would be my guess would be a Romo injury. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the average change, I didn't even tell you the numbers. An offense changes on average. This is across the league over that time period, uh, 8.1 spots. And defenses change 8.7 on average. So a little bit more uh, likely difference year to year. Which is really significant. That means that normally most teams who are like a top 10 offense or defense this year are not the next year and so on. Wow. I was right, by the way. 
changes are Good pretty call. significant. Yeah. I've actually got a lot more tidbits to get into more specific teams and who has changed a lot, who doesn't, who's consistent, et cetera, year after year, which I'll go into next week. Okay. I was correct. I like that. Good job, Kyle. Thank I you. was correct. It was Tony Romo, and it was because he was injured. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder he, who... he had, and it was Des Bryant was also injured that year as well. Broke those axes. So Bryant broke a bone in his right. foot. And Crazy. Tony Romo was in and out of different games. And if it's I interesting remember, to think at, you know, just kind of what can happen in the year. It's funny to look at. Yeah. yeah. And now maybe to predict what could happen next year based on that data. A little hmm. bit, yeah. It does yeah. make sense that offenses would be a little bit more consistent. I wonder how much are rookies. I wonder how much are like rookie impacting. Like, do you think that a rookie can have more impact on an overall defense or an overall offense? That'd be curious to hear that. And I'd be more curious for you to do the research because you hate rookie quarterbacks. By the way, what do you think about C.J. Stroud? <laughs> can I just ask that real quick? <laughs> like, give the guy his flowers. He's, he's, he's playing good. No, no turnovers in no five games. It's crazy. And he's throwing, like, 250, 300 yards a game. It is really it is really good. What is happening with that team is actually encouraging. Hats off to D'Amico Ryans for seemingly putting together, like, a really impressive squad, a good defense. Amen. And an effective offense. I don't know what's going on over I there. Just, I wanted to get that in the record. You talking good about a rookie quarterback. Ian, do you got some rankings? Yeah, so we've actually, this is fortuitous. I actually put this on my uh, This is blind note. rankings, by this the way, blind right? rankings. Mm, so fun. So I actually had this on my little notepad last week. And this was one. Oh, this was the one you weren't sure what we were going to do, so now you have one. No, no. Oh. I still actually have that one. I'm waiting to use that one. Okay. Now but, I'm even more excited for when it happens. But I used, I, this was one I thought of early in the week, and then our conversation has been kind of naturally fitting to this ranking, so I, was, I, I think this is a good one to do. And so we're going to blindly rank coaches that you think deserve a second chance. Hmm. So oh, we shoot. talked a lot about Holy Bill Belichick crap. and Andy Reid. I like this. And we talked a lot about Sean Payton. Hmm. All of these types of coaches, especially with Andy Reid and Sean Payton getting kind of like a second stint. Andy Reid performing. Sean Give Payton. us our first one. I like this. All right. I tried to find coaches that truly would be des- like potentially deserving. I, can I guess one name before you throw them out? I bet Caldwell's on here. All right. We'll start with Jim Caldwell. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Jim, Jim Caldwell. I'm putting it number my, two. I had him on my list. All right, I'll, I'll put him in number three. Three's safe. Three's safe. That's it. Three, three's like a good like opener. I was hoping you were going to say, well, that's the only coach we have. <laughs> this is true. All right, you guys ready? Some of these are current coordinators, Okay. just for reference. Some right. of them are not currently, like Jim Caldwell, not currently coaching. But these are names that you Love should it. all recognize. Right, right, right. Dan Quinn. I knew you were going to say Dan Quinn. I'll put right. him number two. Uh, I'll put him number one. I'm four on him. I think he's a great coordinator and not a good coach. That's an interesting thing to say because the next thing has been said about this man, Jim Schwartz. Mm, I'm I'm probably three on him. Jim Schwartz is spicy because his stint at Lions was kind of chaotic, but as a DC, he is 
He put some good defense. Yeah, out he's there. pretty badass. He's yeah. got some great defense. He's got a Super Bowl he's ring got, to his yeah. name now too. So yeah, that's fair. Dan Quinn's got it was a head coach of a team in the Super Bowl. All right, this is one's less exciting, blew it. but it was a name that was currently in the league and I thought was worth mentioning. Is Brian Flores. Jeff Satter? What? Who? Brian Flores. Oh, two. Brian Flores, number oh, wait, one. Did I? Did I put? Who did I put at number one? This is, so remember Flores. You put you put Dan Quinn at number one. Okay, then Flores is two. Yeah, because Flores had a stint in Miami, kind of got hmm. shut out over there, some awkwardness. But he was like, was paid, coach. was offered money to quit and lose games. Right, a lot of awkwardness. <laughs> but then went to the Steelers. I, I don't know if he's still there. No, he's a coordinator somewhere right now. I'll look. That's that what up I thought. You, I'll look it up while you give us our last one. So we have what? One more? Oh, this is the best one. He's a defensive coordinator for the Vikings. Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Oh. I'm glad I have missed fifth five. <laughs> you guys really? Yeah. You don't think he deserves a second? Ian spot? him as a Michigan fan saying that I is know. pretty crazy. I actually think he was a better NFL coach than he was. College. Actually, I wish I could put him at one so he'd just get away from college football so I could get, stop seeing him there. Because <laughs> his stint at the Niners was very good. He, Colin he got, Kaepernick. He got ran out over there because of some disagreements with the GM and the owners. But he was still, his pedigree was is very good. I actually think he's probably one of the, I personally would probably put him higher. I actually think he's got one of the better pedigrees because his head coaching stint was actually quite good. Let's move on to <laughs> we're our... Just gonna, right. Well, we're just going to dump talking to that. All <laughs> right. Right. No, I, I will say that Jim Harbaugh, I think, he deserves a shot in the NFL again. Will he get that? That's what I'm curious about. Like, what is for these these coaches are super control freaks. Can we just admit that off the off the get go? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. How many of them are going to leave where they can do any and everything they want, except for buy a kid a sandwich? Um, in a college setting, pick your own players to then have to go and draft them, where you have to be terrible to get the good players. Yeah. Like, I just don't. I think that there's so little control NFL comparatively to college um, that really it's got to be one of those things where I feel like a college coach would leave for the NFL if they're sick of dealing with the kids, the parents, the political bullshit. Mm. So uh, our next segment is a fantasy update. I just want to know how you guys did in your games this week. Give us a quick thing. Cause I, by the way, nobody wants to know about our fantasy teams, but we know <laughs> we know. Well, I, I think it's like I'm CrossFit gonna, uh, and ice, your dad's ice gonna get Your dad's going to get his first win. Is he going to? Because he was pretty tight. He has been struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Papa DeWitt, get a Pro V1 box out, buddy, for celebrating the first dub. Well, it helps his opponent has Aaron Jones, who is out. <sighs> right. His Suck opponent it. had a couple players that she probably should have swapped on her roster. Reedsma? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she's at, he is Just kidding. Get, I'm sorry. He's going to get his first W with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Wow. When he dropped Joe Burrow. He deserved that. He deserved that, Tim. Soak it in. The funniest thing when I saw him drop it. And then I actually think Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow balled out. out. So Jamar Chase, he had three tutties after not having one all year. Just absolutely hilarious. He did. There is now Um, one player undefeated still. Simon Reedsma, shout out. Kyle is taking his first dub against. Uh, his second dub of the year, but taking out Rick, Rick Baxter. Baxter. Yes, I, which is impressive. Rick comes into my office every day and gives me a little spiel about like 
how all those people think it's funny that you lost, Rick. <laughs> Rick is telling me over and over, like, your team is better than your record. Like, I don't understand I keep losing. And That's then, uh, that's a little salt in the I wound know. right there. I, no, I, he's, no, he's been telling me this the whole time. Like, really, like, he's, he's man, studying Man, you don't team. suck. You just keep losing. Rick really gets into the, the fantasy thing. And, My team. Uh, and it shows. I I'm but I, beat I him. was I, beat him. I was disappointed. Shout out to you, Kyle. I was disappointed in my team. I should have been able to take advantage of some some things, but I had some key players. Keenan Allen being on a bye week really hurt me. If I was he usually balls out for you. He does. He gets me a lot of points. And Tony Pollard shit the bed for you. And George Tony Pickens Pollard. did all right for me. And I had to put in Michael Gallup. Or is that his first name? Yeah. Yep. I had to put him in, and he was terrible. The Cowboys, um, I just wanted to trash. drop all of them. Trash. <laughs> trash. But I was happy. The one week Kittle balls out for me, I was like, this is lovely. Why can't you do that every week? I know. Greg He's Kittle? So... George Kittle. Or George. I do that every year. I call he him Greg. almost 30 <laughs> points. Almost 30 points. Three teddies. Love he that. only had four catches. Isn't that crazy? And three of them were teddies. I loved yeah. it. Teddies. Let's move on to our must-watch game of the week. There's two of them we put on here. I know it's kind of funny that we do must-watch game of the week and we pick two. Uh, but the funny one I want to throw out there is Dallas and Chargers. Uh, I think the real one we're picking is De- is Detroit and Tampa Bay. But Dallas and the Chargers is going to be who is the most them. It's like, are the Chargers going to Charger or the Cowboys going to Cowboy in primetime? I just feel like that game's going to be an absolute roller coaster. It I can pray. Be. It might be. These are teams really trying to cement their identity and uh, establish themselves and really struggling. Well, to do and the, so. the the funny thing to do, both of these teams struggle with being super hot and super cold. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, what if they're both cold on this week? Right. Right. And Tampa, I don't think they've really played a great team in one. So I'll be curious to see how they play against the. They Lions. make me nervous because they're, I think they're I definitely. I'm. I think they surprise a lot of people because they're actually their defense is still pretty good, and their offense. Baker's shaking a bacon out there, man. He's looking pretty solid. Our next segment is our predictions. We we're gonna start with our locks of the week, the guaranteed dub. I got Chiefs over Denver Thursday night football. Quick turnover might not have Kelsey. I'm still taking the Chiefs over Denver. Yeah, it's gonna have to involve probably a couple pick sixes or at least one pick six and a fumble return for a touchdown for the Chiefs to probably lose this game. So feels like a trap game for Kansas City a little bit. Your lock of the week, Ian. Miami over Carolina. Forty points. What I, you said earlier. That's right. But I took. I was very oh, freaking Ravens. Ah, the Ravens. God, you they, took the Ravens last I week, did. and they, they spurned were my lock, you. and they just destroyed me. And I was nervous to take them because I was like, "Oh, but you guys took all the good ones." So <laughs> it's about time we got them You're before usually you. Usually, the one sneaking in first. And totally. Last couple Thanks. weeks, I've had a hard time getting in there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kyle, who do you got your, your lock of the week? My lock of the week: the Bills are going to sink those lowly, pathetic Giants. Literally. Wait, who's going to win? We did not. Bills. We have not talked about them, and the Giants have been sad. They're so bad. They've been sad. They might. We we. They are bottom feeder team for a good story team. Last year they was uppity and and spunky. This year they're just pathetic. Coach of the year should have gone to Dan Campbell. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Love it. The Bills are going to bounce back. They're going to fly back to the U.S. Get some proper rest and and play like themselves. I guarantee it. And the Buccaneers are going to upset the Lions. Whoa. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> How about your upset pick, uh, Ian? Oh, you want me to go first on this one? I he have just a spicy he just went. I have was, a spicy oh, okay. One. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. 
I got Houston over New Orleans. It's only about a two-point spread, but I think Houston's going to put it together against a team that I think is actually not terrible. They're kind of like the Blaine Gabbard of teams right now. Like, I don't trust them a ton, but, like, out of nowhere, like, Michael Thomas is for 25 yards. So, uh, I just got yeah, uh, Houston Kamara's putting it together. Here. And Camaro's back. Yep, he yeah. did score this past week. Ian, hit us with your upset of the week. J-E-T-S, Jets! Let's go! Jets over Philly. Oh, where's the I game at? Think, you out of your mind. I, I might be, but I think Philly's record, yeah, they're they're 5-0, and and they deserve to be 5-0. and I will give them that. I will say that. Thank but you they, for awarding them that. They have looked flawed, and I feel like the that defense... Jets. That Jets defense, I think, is going to be able to do enough. And if Zach Wilson can continue, continue. That's a weird thing to say with him right now. <laughs> continue to play average ball because that's all they that's need generous. out of him. That's generous. That's literally. But he's been above average the last two weeks. Please go out there and don't lose the game. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe you're telling me there's a chance. Hey, I took Arizona last week over the Bengals, and they didn't pull it off for me. And you took Houston, and they almost got it for you over, you know, the Falcons. But any other last calls for you guys? Damn wrong button. (laughs) want to thank you for listening to our pod. I want to thank you for sending this to your friends, family, hitting us up with questions, hot takes. would say Twitter prompts, but x prompts and that's kind of weird to say out loud so it's our first podcast under an hour so for right now have a great rest of your week and don't forget the lions is our game of the week and one of us thinks they're gonna win and one of us thinks they're gonna lose see ya